Hello and welcome to the Brick Cave Blitz, the show where we talk about the NFL and all footballs. Yes, we are now going to be breaching into the XFL, uh, potentially the USFL and the ELF, as well as talking about some homegrown grassroots sports. I'm your host, as usual, the unusual Greg, uh, unusual underscore Greg on Twitter and Instagram. Joining me as always is that dude, the illustrious co-host. It begins with an S. Okay, Smith, which is DRS underscore nine nine four on Instagram and Instagram only. And don't forget to follow the podcast, Brick Cave Blitz, on Twitter and Instagram. And this week we are joined by a special guest. Uh, Hiam, why don't you introduce yourself and uh, what your team you support? Hello, guys. Uh, my name is James Hiam. I am head coach of Lee Miners American football team in the Baffa National League Division 2 West. And I am a Baltimore Ravens fan, and I'm happy to be here. Fantastic. Good to have you. Good to have you, my man. Um, so we always ask this of our guests as they come on, like, how did you get into the NFL? Um, how did you like get into the Ravens? And just tell us about a little bit of that journey. Yeah, man, sure. Um, so, I, so I started when I was about six or eight. I'm a Sega Mega Drive, and I got this game that was like, NHL hockey and John Madden football together as a dual thing, um, and yeah, and so from then I just played Madden, um, and I what you know watched bits of it and watched the Super Bowl as I grew up, and and then you know as I get more into Madden and and it's on late night on Channel Five and whatever in in the nineties and the early noughties, um, I just sort of like it like yeah, it's around two thousand, and I just really sort of. Ray Lewis sort of spoke to me, you know, it was like, um, it was like, yeah, that's the way to play, that's the way to play the game, that's when I started to understand a little bit more, I was only about, I think it was about 15, 14, 15, yeah. that was when it really started to hit home for me, that it was like, yeah, that's okay, that's what it's about, like, you know, that, that's, that dude knows what he's doing, and, and, and then that just, you know, sort of fell into being a Ravens fan from there. That's awesome, no, yeah, no, Ray Lewis, that, Wow, what a, what a player to to be introduced to and and go from there. Absolutely, I'm jealous of that. Um, I, uh, myself, I I started watching the NFL about 2012, 2013 sort of time. So, yeah, no, what way after that? But oh, my days, that's cool. That's cool. Um, I'm just old. I'm just old. <laughs> I will say that like the number one like clip I see most often is that uh, Ray Lewis clip where he he calls for a face mask call and doesn't get it. And just sprints back on the the punt return and just twat like yeah. knocks someone completely yeah. off the feet. Yeah, the guy was just the guy's all time. Um, yeah, absolute. Uh, just yeah, that's how that's how to play linebacker, right? That's, that's how, <laughs> you're, you're gonna learn how to play it. That's how to play it. Like, absolutely, absolutely. Awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. Um, so you said your head coach. Um, for what team again? Sorry, Lee Miners. Lee Miners, all right, fantastic. So, obviously, American football in Britain not really played uh, that much. I I played at uni, so there was a lot of uni ball coming on. Um, but Baffa seems to have kicked off really well. Tell us about how you get, got involved in that, and then um, you know how the how the, the the team took off, so to speak. Yeah, man. Um, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a strange one, really, because I coach soccer for. 20 years um a decent standard and uh, i know what i'm doing and i still coach my little girls team now 
Um, but I was coming to the end of that sort of I'd stopped playing, got a couple of bad injuries, and I, st- and I stopped playing. And uh, and I just, I really wanted to. I thought, well, I can still walk. <laughs> I, I really wanted to give it a go, and I really wanted to play America. I'd give it a chance before I had to stop. And I thought to myself, I was about about eighteen stone at the time, nineteen stone. I thought, yeah, I can go. I can go and play fullback. I think I like the contact. You know, I can, I can, I'll, I'll be able to carry the ball. I'll, I'll be fine. That's what I wanted to do. Um, and I registered like with Manchester Titans. You know, the Britball champions. And congratulations to them. But I, I registered on their rookie group. Um, mm-hmm. I thought, yeah, I might be able to go down. Um, and that rookie group had like three, four hundred people in it. I'm like, fuck me. I, I was thirty four at the time. I had no experience of playing. I just watched it a bit. I had none of the gear. You know, I've played Madden quite a bit still. And I, and I thought, this is not going to happen for me. I need to find another team because they were obviously well-established anyway. So And there was just at 34, rookie fullback. I was never going to see the field. Anyway, so come to... So I, I decided to leave to not bother with that. And I found... Uh, Wigan Bandits, which were a local flag team. I didn't know there was flag at the time. Messaged them. Um, and said, you know, and, and said to him, um, like, do you not do contact? And they referred me to Wigan Raiders, who were an eight-a-side team. So from there, speaking to them, it turned out that there was a team in Wigan, there was a team in St. Helens, Warrington, and Burnley. So that's all around Lee. The, the biggest town around there without a team was Lee. Now, obviously, I've had experience in running teams, like I said before. Um, so it was like Valentine's Day a couple of years ago, um, like three years ago. I put it on Facebook when I was a bit pissed. There are no seven, <laughs> no seven other guys who want to come and play, who watch the NFL and want to, and want to give it a go play. Um, three weeks after that, so this is like Feb 2020, three weeks after that we were training with three of us in a sports hall. The numbers kept growing and growing and growing, uh, but then we were like five weeks in and lockdown hit. Yeah. So, you know, by the time lockdown hit, I think we had about six, fifth, let's say 14 people, right? For example, let's say we were, let's say 14 people in the WhatsApp group and all that. And, and you know, and we were, and I was still, and we were started to um, recruit still in lockdown. So then when you were allowed to go out and play, um, when you're allowed to go out and play out, like you know, they go out exercising groups six. So we had, yeah. we were splitting it up to like two groups, a six, you know, because not everyone can make every session. So like two groups of six, sort of split on the same field, and it's just a school field at the bottom of my street. It's my daughter's school field. Um, um, you know, we had minimal equipment and all that, but um, yeah, and we just, you know, we just kept fucking growing from there so then by the time we had to stop again for lockdown we were like 20 odd people now and so like okay right all right so this is what we're gonna do and then there was this um 8gl which is the 8si gridiron league that was going with all these teams that were local we're gonna put a league together and start playing each other um so it's like okay sweet yeah we'll do that we'll get involved in that and we'll get some fixtures going um and then what happened well, for one reason or another that that didn't it didn't take off um it just basically it was frowned upon by the national governing body they would not sanction it as part of part of 
British American football because obviously it wasn't regulated by them. Long, sto- long story short, in that respect, um, we decided that we had good enough numbers we were going to try and make the jump mm-hmm. to to National League. Um, this, and that, so that, that's how that 12 months went. So in 2021, we, um, we were, we, there was a COVID season and Baffer decided to play like uh, localised leagues. So you weren't travelling all over the country and spreading COVID and all that. Um, the problem with that was the only teams local to us at the time were all Prem and Div 1. So we've <laughs> so we got like, honestly, we, we had like, let's say we had 40 players at the time. 95% of that was rookies, never taken the field before. 95% going up against Lancashire Wolverines, who are one of the best sides in Div, in Div 1. And then Chester Romans, who were really trying to get into, pushing to get into the Prem, and who are a fantastic organisation. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, and yet, and so we got absolutely obliterated by all. We lost four, we played four games, we lost four games, but the remit was that year complete all four games and we'll let you in. Yeah. So that last game against Chester, well, sorry, this, the penultimate game against Chester Romans, we set a bit more record by getting beat 127 0. <laughs> yeah, man. honestly, that set a bad record, mate. Honestly, it's horrible. I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I can't give a shit. But at the time, we got a lot of stick for that. Why are these in our league and all that bollocks? Um, and uh, we gave it was a tough one. We started they, so they had like they were an experienced team. They had they must have had fifty players on the sidelines. So they had double the numbers that we had. Yeah. By the end of that game, we lost because you always lose players to injury every single game. By the end of that game, we've had, I think we had 21 active players playing offence, defence and special teams. Just everyone rotating. We had a 41-year-old rookie offensive lineman as a starting nose tackle by the end of the day. Bless him, Chris. He's a wonderful lad and he's retired now. He's, a, he's, club, he's our CFO at the minors. But yeah, he really, he's never been a nose tackle in his life. But we just had to get guys on the field, you know. And we got through it. And then we went and got through. We got beat by Wolverines again. Um, but we got accepted into the league at the end of 2022 and, and in uh, end of 2021, sorry, and and put into Division Two West, Division Two North West, um, where we played uh, Staffordshire Surge and Crew Railroaders last season. So that takes you up to 2022, the start of it, anyway. You know. Yeah. So. From there, we play. So there's supposed to be another team in our division, Markham Bay Storm, but they folded. Um, they couldn't recover after COVID. So a lot of teams struggle like that with recruitment and stuff like yeah, that. It's hard, yeah, it's hard man. Um, so we, uh, yeah, so we played. We played. So what happened? What? This is a funny one. Um, Manchester Titans, who I mentioned, had a massive rookie group, right? They had a B team, or they were trying to launch a B team, but they couldn't staff up for it coach-wise. Mm-hmm. So and eventually it got told that they weren't going to get any games because they had no coaches. So all their B team, one of our players, played with them in their academy. So they, they were messaging us, so we got like 30 guys come over, 30 rookies again, come over <clears throat> two weeks before the season started. Um and come and join us. So it made it put like, you know, so we had suddenly gone from having 35, 36 players to having 70 players. Um, 
overnight, man. So, but the the way our clubs run is we had all the equipment for him. You know, we could we 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 I think we're one of the only clubs that give people pads and lids for the season. You know, we don't we don't you know we don't charge them. We give them rent them out for free for the year. Excuse me. Um, so yeah, so that was so then we played Crew Railroaders then, who've obviously been going since nineteen eighty four. Um, they beat us on that first game of the season. They beat us like forty nine fourteen or whatever it was. Can't remember now. But that that day, instead of just trying to win, what I did was I made sure that I got every single one of those guys on that field for some reps. Yeah. And what that did, all we took the all we took the L then all. All it did was show me what it was, who was, who the guys were. Do you know what I mean? Who they were, what they were like, and we took and we took that with a with a holistic view that this playing bloody them all then would have stood us in, in good stead longer. So fast forward to a couple of weeks later, we've had time to bed these guys in, get them some scrim time, and and get them in training and get them up to scratch, and and we play Staffordshire Surge, who were a playoff team every year. In Division Two, they're always in the playoffs. You know, they're a well-run organisation. They've got some good guys in there, um, and we drew them twenty-five all, and that kind of shocked Britball. Um, they they only put like we we went we we left them too long on the clock. Yeah, so we scored, we scored a touchdown and missed the extra point. Oh, um, yeah, hit the post. Yeah, hit the post, man. Um, again, you can see all these all these highlights on our YouTube. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so we hit the post and left them about a minute and a half, well, a, about a minute on the clock. To be fair, they went down the other end. A dodgy, roughing the passer call. A dodgy, roughing the passer call. Spotted the ball for them at, at like our five, with like twenty seconds to go, and uh, and they managed and they you know they managed to get in the end zone and and even with even with they got their two point EP and that leveled the game. Um, so and I, and then we went and played them again a couple of weeks later, lost by a point. Then we beat Crew by we beat them like fifty to thirty three. Um, and I we putting up fifty points was fucking phenomenal for us. Yeah, yeah, that was a big fucking day. That again, we I think we rushed for like three hundred and eighty yards on the ground on the day. Um, you know, massive, fantastic, and again, everybody gets on the field. Backup yeah. quarterback, we're both in, and both in, in, in all in, and they all involved in scoring drives, and you know, um, it was just just a wonderful day. And then we, uh, then we, uh, we beat, we lost to Surge, like we lost to Surge. I think again, thirty sixteen, um, pick six, and a and a and a scoop, a block punt, scoop six. Killed, killed us that day. Block punt, scoop six. You don't see that many times, do you? No, no, no. That was yeah. That was that. That happened, and um, and then yeah. Then we then we lost by four again to surge at the end. Um, yeah, and then and then we we, we played crew the last game of our season. We played crew and we took all the starters out and put all the backups in all day. You know, we gave them a full game. Go and enjoy yourselves, get involved, and we lost by a point on the last play. We failed the two-point conversion to win the game. Um, but you know, again, that was our first season in the division, and we did finish bottom. But you know, we were—if we'd have scored ten points across all those games, we'd have won every single game. They were all that close. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, we we were we we were fucking good considering what we'd done. We were fucking good. Um, 
And then that takes us to now, where our divisions have been realigned. We've got, so in our division, which is the NFC 2 West, we've got um, ourselves, Lee Miners, Staffordshire Surge still, Crew, crew, um, crew Railroaders, and then moving over from the other, from the other side of the country, we've got Lincolnshire Bombers, who are a, who are a playoff caliber team at our level, and Shropshire Revolution, who are coming down from Div One, um, and they've got some good players. Um, both teams have got some good players. So, yeah, this season's going to be. But we've well, this is the first year now where we are predominantly guys who are two, three years in. Yeah. I think we've only got about three rookies in the old squad now. Um, so this is where you should start to see what we're about. Yeah, yeah, awesome, awesome. Funny story there. Um, I went to the University of Lincoln. All of our coaches uh, were part of the Lincolnshire Bombers yeah. and they tried to recruit a lot of the team over to the Lincolnshire Bombers uh, for the off-season stuff from uh, from the Uni League. Yeah. Um, and I considered trying out, but by that point, I'd kind of been a bit peeved off with the coaches, so I didn't join. How it goes, man. That's how it goes. But most yeah. most the uni teams, so we're struggling at the moment. Um, with well, we're not actually. We just had a bit of a corner turned, really, where we were getting a lot of guys down from MMU. Yeah. Um, are, are coming down and we got a couple of guys over from um Manchester Tyrants as well. I I went to Salford University myself. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to get. I was trying to get their program. I wanted their their program to get up and running and. I offered to help him, and I, w- I wanted to help him, but they're sort of liaising with Holton Spartans in Widness. Right. Uh, they've got a few players who play for Holton Spartans, and, and, you know, even though Salford aren't an official books team, well, I wanted to, you know, help them get sorted and get them involved with us because that's, like, the nearest ground, the nearest team to us. Do you know what I mean? Nearest Unibar yeah. team to us. It's not worked out like that as of yet, but I'm hoping in the future maybe maybe things change. But Unibar... Awesome. Yeah, Uniball like, does go hand in hand with all oh, the yeah. coaches are, are are all into some clubs somewhere. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, and and you've recruited our Smith to the 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 coaching staff. Uh, how's he getting on? Honest opinions of him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd I'd have to check his ad right. No, I mean, <laughs> he's uh, no, he's a good lad. Um, again, like he. The more he comes down, the more he gets to know the people. He's working as like a um, as because I do head coach and offensive coordinator, so he's working as my offensive coordinator assistant at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and the more he gets ingratiated into the way we do things, then I'm sure there'll be extra responsibilities available for him. Um, yeah, it seems to know stuff. So it's all it's all a case of of, of just grow and develop. We're very keen on that here. We don't need polished apps polished articles we don't need that kind of thing we we want people who just want to learn and get better and and we're that kind of place where you know hopefully smith enjoys it and hopefully um he thrives and 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 it works out you know what i mean he's that we're, we're all, we, i always say we're taking all waves and strays man all waves and strays that's awesome that's awesome so smith get involved like what was your kind of introduction to lee miners then and and how are you enjoying it uh, well, my original introduction was a post uh, saying we're looking for uh, defensive line and linebackers, mm-hmm. uh, and I messaged, uh, and I think I talked to Graham about it. Um, <clears throat> he said, yeah, yeah, come down training and everything. At that point, 
I was uh, having a bit of an issue with my mental health. So I did just say, like, I'll just leave it off for a bit, but I'll come down. And then a few weeks down the line, then uh, you guys were asking for if anybody would up for helping with video analysts, which I said, look, if I can't play, I'd help out. I want to help out how I can. So started mm. that last season. Um, and then obviously, yeah, this season, I had a, well, before this season, had a baby. So it wasn't something I could really afford. Um, so I think because you knew I couldn't play, I definitely said that I would definitely still help out with the analyst side and everything. And he just asked me if I could uh, help out on the offense side of things. And yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's, it's good learning. I know I said that the other day, the only problem I was having doing was trying to find, uh, do the stats for one of the scrim uh, recordings because nobody was wearing any numbers. They didn't yeah. have a fucking clue where anybody was apart from the quarterbacks. Trading judgment. You get used to it once you once you like a few more months in of reading that, you'll you'll know who everyone is. You can tell by the boots. You can see you can just tell honestly, maybe it's just me, I don't know. you I, I, I reckon I know. And it's funny that I'm giving them feedback on it. Like I just even though they're not wearing jerseys, I'll still call them by the number. So I'll be like, oh 58 for fuck's sake, what were you doing? Oh fucking twelve, you can't, you know, step into your throat. Do you know what I mean? Like even though they've not got jerseys on, I know, I know what they are, so it's just, it's just one of them. You'll get you'll get used to it, man. It's it's good, and, and you've definitely definitely proving worth already, man. Definitely proving worth already. And like I said, anybody who wants to get involved in in that in being involved, even just remotely, you don't have to fucking live in Lee Ashley Tilsley Everton to be to be involved. We take any, especially with the analytics roles. We know last year we had a guy involved who was living in London, just wanted to get involved, and and because it's analytics and all the data is online, you don't need you know we we. We just want people who want to who want to get involved, really. I love that. I love that. I love that. So there you go, dear listener. If you live anywhere in the UK, uh, feel free to to contact Hi uh, am to to get involved with Lee Miners. Um, we'll have all the details, the links, and the, all that kind of stuff coming up shortly. Um, fantastic news! Fantastic news. So you, you so you finished bottom in year one. Is there an aim to be second from bottom? In year two, well, well, listen. I want. To, I want. You're asking me what my bottom line is this year. Is 500 record, right? Um, that that's my bottom line now. We we're good enough. We we had, we had the rookie mistakes last year because we had so many rookies in, and 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 that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. We live and learn, and we weren't pushing the results last year. We just wanted to get better. Yeah. yeah. Now now we we're on and off the field smoothly. Our special teams is is looking really really good this year. Um, and that was a key where we struggled on specials last year, um, and that put us that you know we we give ourselves our defense is class, and we and we give them some short fields, and we don't want to be doing that anymore. So a five hundred record is my minimum, but I think if we can just it's a tough division this year. It's going to be a really tough division this year. So if we if we can get five hundred in that, I'm going to be so happy. And then you know we'll see if that gets us in the playoffs or not. Hell yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Smith, anything you want to contribute to uh, to more Britball talk? Uh, I, I was just going to say that, like, just going off what you said about the, the team, I will say that the, the defense, uh, especially the, the, those guys, are just absolute beast units. They're they're fucking great. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Well, I'm looking forward to having like a regular check in with you, um, seeing how that goes. Um, is there anything you wanted to to say more about the? The, the league uh, or anything like that before we move on to talking about your Ravens? 
What what and dates are the first like friendlies and first games? Yeah, yeah, we've got we've got uh, we got friendlies coming up. Um, we're home against Lancashire Wolverines. We play since they've been so good to us when we joined. We play them every year now in a friendly, and obviously being a division above us does really good test. Yeah, um, that's on the twenty sixth of March. Um, uh, we go away to Lancaster University to play. Well, if if we can get ref sorted, we um, we'll be going to Lancaster University to play a uni ball team in a friendly on the nineteenth or the twelfth. The twelfth, I'm going to say the twelfth. Um, and then uh, our first three league games are all at home. It's the uh, the middle of three weeks in April. Um, so we've got Lincolnshire Bombers coming over on the first day that on the first day of the season, which I believe is the ninth. Is it the ninth? Yes, yeah, the ninth. And then the week after that, we've got um, Staffordshire Surge at home, and then the week after that, we've got Crew Railroaders at home. So we've got. Three of our four home divisional games are in the first month of the season. It's a tough start, but yeah, we can. We're we're hoping if we can get some if we can get some dubs in, then that set us up for a really good season. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, I mean, three home games to start off with. That's got to be awesome. Yeah, it is for a sense of having a really good day, and we'll have a good drink and all that. Yeah. And afterwards, um, the logistics of it and the costs of running of running a bit, but costs us about a grand for a game to run a game. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to pay the referees. Yeah. Um, you got to pay. The, we've got to have medics. You've know, got to have an ambulance on standby. Yeah. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, provide, you know, we provide Gatorade for everybody. Um, then we've got the pitch costs, the pitch marking costs, which have just gone up. Everything's gone up, as you know. Yeah. Um, it's a logistical, it's a whole logistical operation to run a game day, even at our level. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, I'm happy to talk about anything, man. You want to talk about scheme, about ball, talk about offense scheme, defensive scheme, and if you know, you there's anything you want to, uh, mate. I'm I'm good. I'm I'm happy to talk about it. It's nice to talk to someone about it that's not involved in the minors, but also does understand football. You know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right. Well, well, let's get into a bit more of the team sort of dynamic then. Like um, I would say, I'm, I understand a bit more of the offense than I do defense, but. Where where do your where do you see the kind of uh, the strengths of each of your core teams? Um, is it a run first offense? Is it kind of your um, or is it a more passing offense? Um, and then yeah, tell us tell us a bit more about that. Sure, man. I mean, we we, we are going to be this year. We've got so we've got our the biggest strength we've got. Uh, do you know what, mate? You know, I'm going to be honest with you. We're fucking strong all over. Uh, the, the the interior of the offensive line is ridiculous. Yeah. Those guys are fucking massive, and we and they are gonna fucking run run downhill. They are, you know what I mean. We are going behind them for miles. Yeah, it's one of them. Like uh, I am surprised every time to see how fast Jack is. Yeah, center man. So we put we pull our center, we pull our guards, we pull the tackles. We the, my idea behind it is like everybody pays the same amount of subs, so we've got to give everyone the opportunity to go and make a play. You know. Yeah. That's that's my philosophy. Whether it, it it might be one of them that never wins us a ring, you know, but it but it but also everyone's gonna have a lot of fun doing it. Like some teams run six plays and that's it, and that's fine. I'm not criticizing that. For me, they all play the same subs, so let them all fucking play. Yeah. Um we we last year we were very pass reliant because we had a lot of we had a banged up O line. Um this year we're coming in, we're looking healthy, we're looking good, we're looking mean. Um 
we, we, you know, we've got different formations for different situations. We're, I'm very much a believer in horses for courses, mm-hmm. so I'm not going to have the same out for. I'm not going to have the same offense on the field for second and long as I am third and short. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So we're trying to do this a legit way and not make it like a fucking spectacle. We're trying to make. We're trying to play the game properly. Um, receivers. Oh man, we got some pace. We got some fucking pace. We got some hands. Um, you know, ch- again, check us out. Like check us out on. on on YouTube, we're you know minus football. It is we just quarterback. We've got we've got one guy who's um, big tall guy, got a cannon of an arm. Um, still a bit raw and does need to work on, on his footwork, his basic mechanics. But for an arm talent, and then we've got another guy who is very elusive. So when when it's not on, he's got a great instinct of when to get out of the pocket and when to and when to keep the ball himself and run. So you know if like. Teams, in theory, teams have to be aware of him on the outside. So that leaves the inside with us having the advantage on numbers. So that's sort of what we're trying to do on offense. Just fucking enjoy it and do different stuff, you know? Excellent, excellent. And I say, I think one of the, the, the most important things that's come out to me in this conversation alone is how just you, you want your football team to enjoy being part of the football team. You're not going to have your starters. Um, you're going to rotate people in. Cause that was one of the things that annoyed me the most about being um, part of the Lincoln colonials was that there was no rotation. If you weren't one of those guys, you weren't playing that, that position. I say I, I played running back for a bit um, for them. And I started the preseason game, uh, got a touchdown in the last one but never saw the field in a in a competitive match again. So that was that was really annoying for me. That's got to be tough, bro. And and that, yeah. and that thing, like I I don't know. It's a bit different for me because I've come from not a Brit ball background. I've come from just a football background, soccer background. Where yeah. where I mean, I've I've played for pub teams since I was sixteen. I've run pub teams, and and I've made mistakes along the way. Do you know what I mean? And I've not yeah. played people when I should have played them. And and I've been so concerned with winning. And it's got, and, it, and we got to a good level, and but I, but I've made those mistakes. So this time, I'm making, I'm trying to be better than I was, and yeah. I'm trying to make sure that yeah, okay, look, you've got starters and you've got backups, right? There's yeah. that's how it is. That that's how it is. Otherwise, you're never going to win a fucking game. Mm-hmm. You've got all people who stand out and uh, and are the starters. However, having said that, you have to give opportunities to people, and I'm not saying that you put your worst, like you know, the, the worst guy. I don't even care, like. But you've got to put them in a position to make some kind of play, so it's worthwhile them being involved. Yeah, yeah. And and that's that's it. So we rotate our we rotate our receivers. Every, every position, apart from we're not. I'm not big at rotating quarterbacks. I'll be honest with you. Like you know, I'm not. Even though I've got two talented guys, I'm not. I don't want to rotate in game with quarterbacks. If someone's getting the start, they'll play most of the game. Mm-hmm. Um. On the offensive line is another one. If my offensive line is playing well, then I don't want to disrupt that. Yeah, yeah. Much every other position I can think of on the field, I I will dick around with. And so, let, to be and fair, that the the offense the offensive line, um, they have a good like head on them in in regards of if they are fucked, they will tell you they're fucked and they need a rotation rather than yeah. you know just coming off and swapping for the sake of it. Yeah. Yeah, no, they do. That's it. Yeah, they, they they they've been with me a while now. The guys, they know how I work. Um, yeah, if they need to come off. Tell me, come off. Have a series out. Miss a drive. You need to get a drink and something like that. Um, you know, happy days. 
uh, let's just get you on, get you off. I'd rather you be off resting than on the field fucking up. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, that's awesome yeah, and and you know, again, it's not perfect. We have we have got it wrong at times, but we try on a Friday night, so we send out the call sheet for everyone where where everyone's playing. You know, so we might we like our, our different receiver as like we call them X, L, Y, and Z, and you know what I mean. And mm-hmm. and so we'll say that who's first choice X and who's first and who's second choice X and who's third choice X if we've got that deep on the day, you know. And then we'll say right, this is the drive rotation. So and then Smith's job, particularly on offense, will be to make sure that that rotation happens. Yeah. And make sure that everybody is, you know, getting their opportunity on the field. And it might be tough shit. It might be a case that we fucking we go out on a drive, a backup comes in, a uh, backup receiver comes in, and then the quarterback throws a pick on the first play. So they get one play, they're gonna put it and that's and that is tough shit. But at the same time, we will also make sure that they get special teams reps as well, you know. So it's not it's definitely not perfect, man, but it's um you know, it, we, we we try our best to get as many guys on the field as we can. It's not perfect, but at the at the very least, it is completely fair. No one could actually say, I'm not, you know, you're, you're leaving me out on purpose or anything like that because mm-hmm. it just doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah try again. I try, try, try. My whole point is everyone pays the same subs, so everyone's yeah. got to make a play at some point. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so yeah, absolutely. I, I, I'm loving this. I'm loving this. Um, so all the socials and whatnot will be linked in the description of this episode. Uh, check out Lee Miners if you're in the area. Maybe here, go and uh, watch a game with them. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm excited to. I'm, I might see if I can just pop up and watch a game. I might see yeah. if I can pop up and watch a game. Um, all day. Well, I'll make sure you get a free food, get a free feed, and that you know. Oh. Oh, I'll be treated like royalty. I like this. The food right. is anything like it was at that Super Bowl party. It's fucking gorgeous. <laughs> Spare no expense, man. Again, that's what people's subs go back into, right? That's, yep. you know, like the, we provide pads, we provide lids, and we make sure everyone gets fed. And we do feed away teams as well when they come. You know, it's got to be... I'm, when I started playing pub football when I was 16, so that's like, what, 2001? Mm-hmm. Um, you went, you went, you played football like you know, you kicked shit out of each other <laughs> against blokes who were in the mid thirties, who, who, and then you go back to their pub and eat their food and and have a couple of pints with them, and it was all good, you know. Um, so that's kind of the atmosphere I want to bring that that sort of res- res- healthy, res- comp- competitive, but respect. Yeah. Um, yeah. And everyone's been great with it, and been great with us, and and you know, it's. It, it, it's it's been it's been a good experience. Definitely learned a lot. Definitely still loads more to learn. But I'm hoping that um, as a team we can do a lot. We can we can get that 500 record this year. I'm loving it. Loving one, it. One thing I'd say towards the atmosphere and everything as well that I learned at the end of last season is of um, obviously you guys have the like end of season like gold versus purple thing, where it's just like yeah. it's more of like a family day out, and obviously all the subs and everything goes towards that. And, I played rugby for 10 years. I never saw anything like that. Like, the, our clubs never did anything like that for us. There was a, you know, an awards night or whatever, mm-hmm. but that were it. I thought I was just, a, I thought it was a really good way to, you know, pay back to all the players and everything, especially with a, some of the players being older and having kids and everything like that who are going down watching them every single week and everything. That's I it. Was, that was really good. Yeah, thanks, man. That's that's with purple v gold game. We it came about because crew forfeited the last game against us, um, 
which was because they because Baffer hadn't provided any refs and crew were like, oh, you know, we're not playing without refs, which is fine. We respect yeah. that. So what we did is, you know, we we just we just split the squad up, split the squad up, put half in purple the home kit, half in purple the away kit, half in purple the home kit, and said, fucking go at it, lads. And there's a barbecue after. Fill your boots. Enjoy yourselves. Have a few pints. Like you said, there's a bouncy castle there for the kids and all that. And yeah, it was just a good day. It was just a good day. It was just Excellent. a good day. And yeah, definitely something I think we'll be revisiting every year now. Yeah, and it was hot as shit as well. I got sunburned. Yeah, it was that day, man. It was that day. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, as I say, the, all the socials being there. Check them out on YouTube. Check them out in real life. And excellent, excellent stuff. I love to hear this sort of stuff. So, moving back to the NFL then. Ravens fan. Brought in with Ray Lewis. Let's transition to the 2022-2023 season. Okay. Let's start bit. <laughs> where, it, again, if Ravens had what I would call like a, an under the radar season for me like there wasn't really too many big kind of stories coming out obviously you had the Lamar Jackson drama Hudley coming in all that kind of stuff but where would you rate it on a you know a scale of you know one to ten and what was the big kind of learning points from the season for the Ravens for you Oh, fucking hell. Um, where to start? Um, the last two seasons when Lamar's been when Lamar's been injured, the both mm-hmm. times they're injured, they've been top of the AFC. Was that, that, that I, we just Lamar Jackson is our entire offense. If we let him go, mm-hmm. fucking stupid. Yeah. My, my my feeling is that they will trade him for fucking Justin Fields, which I'd be happy with Justin Fields as a replacement, but I would rather have we'll get Justin Fields and fucking two first round picks or so or a first and a second um and because they can pay him because they've got like 114 million cap mm-hmm. or whatever so yeah i we just proved today we got andrews and bateman got injured dobbins got yeah. injured you know our old line was good kyle hamilton was good highest graded safety highest graded rookie safety for like whatever years however many years you know um our defense in the end of running this fucking Two, four, five that I absolutely love. I absolutely love it. And Roquan Smith brought the best out of Patrick Queen. Um, you know, and we fucking, you know, we were great. We 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 were really, really good in at different points. We still went to the playoffs and we still could have beat the fucking Bengals anyway. So the last the last but I tell you what, I tell you what epitomizes Greg Roman, which is a why I'm glad he should have gone two years ago, by the way, when we were when we were in control of that Bills playoff game in the divisional round. Um and we and that ninety six yard pick six cost us the game. Yep. We're in a similar situation, right? On um, so we we fucking third and goal or third and goal from the two, and we throw it to Pat Ricard on a flat. And I'm like, and it's, it's like I love Pat Ricard. I absolutely love Pat Ricard. Mm-hmm. Get him on a get him on a swing route against zone coverage, yeah. fine. But give it him. Or if you're gonna give it Pat Ricard in that situation. Give it him on a forty-one dive. Just send him straight up the fucking middle. Run ISO. I don't. Oh, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's not fucking rocket science. So that that Greg Roman card is trying to be too fucking smart and throwing a pass to to a fullback who used to be a defensive lineman. It's not. It's it's just a, that's our problem. Greg Roman's been our problem. Um, yeah, for a couple of seasons. That Lamar has 
surpa- that offense was built for Lamar, and he's outgrown that. Um, and we need to be more vertical. We need a vertical pass game. So we, we again, the defense was fantastic. The the offensive line were really really good. Lindenbaum, I absolutely love. Um, you know, I fucking I we were down to the like Stanley was it was back in more reps, and when he was in, he was like never beaten or something. Like that. I was beaten like twice the whole time he was back in. We just we just, if we're gonna keep Lamar, we need to go and get Diop. We need to go and get D Hop and DJ Chalk. We're not gonna happen because we can't afford to pay him. But you know, do we trade? Do we trade Dobbins away? Do we? We're, we're letting Marcus Peekers go. I, See, I that, that, that is the biggest like Ravens problem to me. The fact that like the only offensive like player other than the Mark Jackson Jackson that I can name is Mark Andrews. So who the fuck does he have to throw to? And when obviously these passes, when he goes down, what the hell have you got? Because the only other player I could name before this season on the offense was Marquise Brown, and he got traded away to the Cardinals. Uh, to be fair, Marquise Brown was a two, but he wanted paid as a one. Hmm. Um, so they drafted Bateman. Personally, when a couple of years ago, I was like screaming for us to get T. Higgins, and no one fucking listened to me. No, I don't know <laughs> that whoever does phone me up for his advice, but um, you know, for my advice. But uh, but you know, we just we need <laughs> the free agency market is pretty trash right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so DJ Chalk to me, look, DJ Chalk and D Hop, they're they're the two out there. Can't, we're we're not going to get both of them. We need to get one of them. We just need we need to have a more vertical offense. You know, we we are we. It's like we we throw West Coast, but we don't play West Coast because we haven't got West Coast fucking receivers. Yeah, yeah. But, do you know what I mean? It's just not. It, it's uh, we we want to do we want to do power run. We do power run, then Lamar goes down and we're fucked. We don't. We don't have Ingram, Gus healthy. You know, we don't. We don't have those guys healthy. All like Ingram's gone. Obviously, Gus is never. Is not fit. We've got so many running backs in the door. Because I mean, J.K. Dobbins can be electric, and I fucking yeah. love the guy. But if we got him in there, just call him. Call his number. We don't call his fucking number. So I don't know. I, I just. I'm just glad Greg Roman's gone. If we can keep Lamar, then. You know, we'll we'll win the division like we normally do. Um, fuck the Bengals. We, like I said, we were miles ahead of them until Lamar went down. I think we were like eleven and four when Lamar went went injured. You know, um, end of the Chiefs, end of the Bills at the time. So yeah, that, I mate, I, I, I'm sorry, I got on my soapbox a little bit there. No, I, no, absolutely, I love it. <laughs> I, I, I can't about the Ravens, like you said, you don't talk much about the Ravens, but yeah. mate, I've, what you want to take on them? I've got it for you. I, that, that is it. That you know what I mean. That we we need a vertical passing game. So then we can get Andrews underneath smuggled in, you know what I mean? And it just, it's like, I don't know, who, who, who's the best at that? Who's the best? Like when, I, I, I don't know, I, I, I don't know. It's like you fucking, when, when Kittle's not had a catch all day and then all of a sudden he'll get three on one drive. Do you know what I mean? We need to use Andrews like that, where, where we just get him, when he's not our one, he's our clutch guy. When he, yeah. at the moment, he's our one, he's our two, and he's our clutch guy. So, do you yeah, know, so you know what I'm but, saying? Like, it just needs there needs to be some fucking weapons, and it looks like for me it feels like we have to trade Jackson. I don't want this, but it feels like we have to trade Jackson for Fields and a couple of picks to go and get them two wideouts in the draft. The guy from uh, Ohio State, uh, what's his name? Oh shit, I forgot his name. Uh, the guy from Ohio State. Damn it. 
That's not like Bryce Young or anything, is it? No, 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 no. That, 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 no Bryce Young's an Alabama QB. Um, uh, can't think of his name now for the life of me. Oh, oh Addison. Yeah, well, I, I hope we get Jordan Addison. Um, he's like he should fall to us at twenty second. Mm-hmm. Uh, get that the first round. Then, then yeah, I, I'd be okay with that. Um, but then you know, do we do we draft do do we if we trade Lamar do we go and get both of them? Do we go and get Quinton Johnson as well? You know, I don't know. I I, I don't know, but I, I don't think that'll happen at all. But that's what I'd like to happen. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about this Lamar situation. So my understanding is that his contract's almost up. The um, the the talk around the NFL at the moment is that the Ravens are planning on franchise tagging him to extend these negotiations. Um, apparently, there's a fifty mil a year contract on the table. Um, where where do we stand on this? Obviously, you've you've made it clear you want to keep him, but he needs to be a cap friendly <laughs> deal so you can go out and get him some weapons. Oh, do, there is no cap friendly deal. There is no cap friendly deal for Lamar. He's a, so, he's a franchise QB. How... Just just looking on uh, Insta now because I was trying to find those uh, uh, college players as well. Apparently, uh, his negotiations at the moment are about a hundred million dollars uh, difference between what the Ravens yeah. are willing to offer him. See, that's that's what it's reported. But he wants, you know, he officially always saying he wants to stay in Baltimore. Of course, he fucking mm-hmm. does. It's yeah. built He's building a scheme around him. With one of the best coaches in the league, you know it's fucking. It it's it. We need he wants he wants parity with Deshaun, which is yeah, fucking yeah. right. He should get parity with Deshaun. He's a better quarterback than Deshaun. He he's carried that he's carried our offense for four years, five. Yeah. Is it five years now? Five years now. Better you know, fucking he, human being than Deshaun Watson. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, allegedly. That's in the NFL, though, dude. I mean, we we fucking we singing Ray Lewis's praises before. Um, so you know, I, I um, yeah. So I fucking I, I, I don't know. I just I, we need to pay him. It's not going to be cap friendly. He's going to have to. They are going to have to pay up. Yeah, like, I know full well that and Andrews has offered to restructure his deal, and if, I'm pretty sure Marlon had restructure his deal as well. They're the two guys we paid last year, the big ones. Yeah, uh, Marlon's the best slot corner in the business, if you ask me. And and but I, you know I watch him all the time. So. Um, it's, it's uh you know so let's I don't think it's going to get done I think like you said about the franchise tag but then they want they're going to use the non-exclusive tag on him which is yeah. fucking frustrating if they use a non-exclusive tag that means that oh we might pay you but you know if he gets hurt he gets fucked yeah yeah so it's like and, and but other teams can come in and make an offer with them so uh, so 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 then, well, what if, for an example, let's say we franchise tag him and Chicago come and say to him, I'll come next year, come next year and we'll pay you whatever you want. We'll, pay, we'll give you this fully guaranteed deal. Yeah. And it's just going to walk. So it's stupid. So if you either exclusive franchise tag him, you know, and say, listen, you are our guy. We want to get the deal done. Let's get it done. Um, or you trade him. And I feel yeah. like it's getting closer and closer to a fucking trade. Yeah. I do. I do think, like, uh, like scheme wise, yeah, okay, yeah, a, a trade to have Justin Fields fits, you know, the Ravens' scheme and yeah. everything. But like you said, they still have to get the the good receivers in the draft because all you're going to do is trade for a, another quarterback who has 
the same sort of skill set as Lamar, a big like running quarterback, but you've still not got anything in the you know vertical setup. So they have to then pray that the you know they're going to get the good guys who stay healthy because how many uh, you know draft picks from last year got injured in the in the first few games? Like I know the big one, Brees Hall at the Jets. He yeah. was absolutely dominating for them, after, and then like week five got injured out for the entire season. So again, you're sort of preying on all these one, two little things, and it it might not work out. So the, yeah. the best bet probably would be to fucking agree somewhat with Jackson. Well, it's just it's just one of them. Like there's there's a narrative. There's there's two different narratives you can hear with, with the Ravens fans. One is. Lamar's the guy, pay him whatever he wants, let's keep Lamar fucking anything else is stupid. And the other guy and the other the other side of it is he's always injured, just let him go. Um Yeah. Well I feel like you get that a lot with, with any quarterback. I mean at the moment obviously Green Bay Packers are in the dark about oh sorry, that was a joke. Uh Aaron Rodgers' situation, you know, he's do we bring him back? I mean, he's thirty nine, he hasn't had a great season, he's an expensive quarterback and he's not he's not looking to take you know, any kind of restructuring and his cap hit for next season will be 60 million. Um, and it's like, you know, you got people saying love's the next answer. Um, going forward with the Ravens, you, you've brung up Justin Fields a few times. I've been talking to, unfortunately, um, I'm talking to a couple of Bears fans and they're convinced <laughs> that um, Justin Fields is the future, but they're not going to take they're not going to take that first round pick. They're not going to actually, you know, pick first in the draft. They're no, looking to move wrong. down about yeah. three or four times yeah. and just accumulate, you know, first and second round picks for the next yeah. two, three years. So I don't see Justin Fields going anywhere um, unless something, you know, stupid comes along. Yeah, but I mean, if they're trading for, the, for Lamar, then that doesn't matter, does it? I feel like I say you, you got a, a, a poison chalice with that deal. Like Lamar could work out, but then you've got a, what a year two guy that is has, has made a lot of moves and has honestly been one of the reasons Chicago's been so competitive. Oh, definitely, mate. I absolutely love the guy. I, I've yeah. followed him since he was on QB one. You know, um, yeah. followed him from then. Followed. I I, I kind of I watch Ohio State anyway when I watch college ball. Um, so yeah, I you know I I think Justin Fields is the guy, but mm-hmm. if they want the f- the finished article of what Fields might be, then it's there for him. Do you know what I mean? And I'm just saying that because that's where the cap is, mm-hmm. and, that's, and, and the league is dictated by the cap, really, isn't it? Like, like yeah. all of them aside, like that that's that that's what it is. If if someone can pay him, then they'll pay him. If they can't, yeah. they can't. It's yeah. You know, and if you're gonna, it, it, they they're crying out for a franchise guy there. I do think Fields is going to be a franchise guy. Yeah. Um, but like I say, still, you want a guaranteed franchise guy right now. There's one there. Go and get him. Mm. I'm gutted. I'd be absolutely gutted the fact they lose Lamar. But on the that's the only trade I can see making sense. Yeah. Both ways. Do you know what I mean? I, I can absolutely see it from your point of view. It's just my personal opinion is Chicago's bought in on fields. And yeah. I don't think I don't I don't think any any Chicago fan will be looking at, you know, that kind of trade because they'll be watching Justin Fields the whole time going, This is what we could have if he then succeeds and goes onwards, sort of thing. So I, I say it's 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 a difficult one. 
I say from my from what I've talked about uh, with with these people, and um, I just don't see the the deal being. Don't call them people. Call them what they are. Scum. Okay, scum. Yeah, I've talked to those <laughs> scum, um, and I just don't think there's any pleasing that scum. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to say, like, you know, if if obviously there was no obstacles in the way or anything, and obviously Jackson had to go somewhere, like. If you had the pick of you know him going somewhere, where would you pick? Like, what scheme would fit him best? Like, what team scheme do you think would fit him best if he was to move on and you know had no issues going somewhere that he could go? Um, the one that makes the so I think the uh, I think that the Bears makes the sense in the fact like that I've already mentioned. But if you're asking me who's in a win now position that needs a quarterback that could work, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, you could send him to Atlanta. Hmm. You could send him yeah. to Atlanta. You've I got was West- thinking, like, do you, do you reckon he could possibly do well at Carolina, given you know, like Cam Newton was a bit of a, a runner when he was there. I just don't think they've got the weapons, dude. I think you'd be swapping yeah. one pile of shit for the next. If I'm honest, <laughs> and he won't have Andrews. Um, there are two things that say that speak to me about Carolina. One, they're done with their quarterbacks, as in they will not not as in they pick bad quarterbacks, as in they will pick every quarterback and have them on contract and go from there. But yeah. you're right, as in Carolina haven't got any weapons, they haven't got any kind of major players in terms of their O line or anything like that. But they they would probably move heaven and earth to get a quarterback in that's Cam Newton esque in that kind of uh, you know running first offense sort of thing. And I say Lamar Jackson is is the upgraded Cam Newton in my opinion. Well it's for me, right, so what's what's Lamar's hit gonna be? Fifty five a year. It's fifty five for the year, isn't it? Yeah. What the hit's projected to be, right? If if they sign this deal, then fucking the Falcons have got fifty seven. Yeah. Uh, the fifty seven and they've got Drake London, fucking Kyle Pitts, yeah, uh, Cordell Patterson. You know, it's not it's not a bad offense to walk into, is it? No, yeah. absolutely. They've got a lot of youth on their team as well, so it's yeah. not some it's not exactly something they can be like, oh, well, you know, they they've not done well. There's there's players that you know can be built around and uh, trained in certain ways to fit a certain scheme. If you were to bring in a veteran quarterback like that, well, he's a veteran dude. I mean, he's only twenty six. Lamar, it's fucking. I say veteran in the regards of like. Experience, like, experience, yeah. Because I think we're done with the age, obviously age of like Manning's Brady. I'm pretty sure Rogers will be on his way out soon. Brothelberger is gone. Those, those are like the last of the, in quotations, old QBs. Yeah. Everybody else that is a player now in this league seems to be like the the average of what this uh, championship games when it was like 25 years old. Yeah. So, in regards to that aspect, uh, I would consider him, yeah, veteran in regards to experience for everybody else rather than age. There you go. Fantastic, fantastic. So, you obviously talked about, uh, was it Quinton Johnson you wanted in the draft? Is that the the name you brought? I don't think think we'll get Johnson. I think he'll be off the board by the time we get him. It'll be uh, Addison, I think. Addison, yeah. So you've obviously thought about wide receivers in the draft. 
Is there any other positions on the on the Ravens team that you would want specifically, you know, sorted out come uh, come the end of the draft? Uh, well, yeah, we're going to need another Mike linebacker because um, mm-hmm. we're going to let fucking we're going to let Patrick Queen go by the looks of it, which I'm not too happy about. Um, so we're going to need another Mike linebacker. Um, so that that's that's a bit of an issue for us. Um, I thought with us re-signing what Roquan, yeah, um, that would give that that would have fucking that because what since Roquan come in the Patrick Queen's uplift next to Houston as well has been fucking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So I was hoping that that would that they would continue and help him develop. But from what I'm hearing, it doesn't look like it looks like they're going to trade. Raquan Smith is a you got it from the Raiders this season, right? Roquan no from the Bears, mate. That he had a fallout with the Bears organization, and and, mm. and we picked him up. Right. Roquan Smith's like a fucking elite guy, man. He changed our changed was that, our. Was that the deal that they took the second round pick for Roquan and then traded that pick for um, oh, what's his name from the Steelers? Oh, uh, Chase Claypool. That's the one. Yeah, probably. That was that deal. Yeah. I, I don't remember it like that, but it makes sense. It sounds like it sounds about right. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's, you know, that was like giving getting Chase Claypool in did help them in the short term. I'm not sure he's the answer. They, want, they need to get a, a star back in and a true one. But, mm. you know, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen there. It looks like Saquon's going to go there, doesn't it? Um, um, back to Chicago. Speaking of like uh, managing to you know get people for the for the team at all, obviously defensive wise, I I still think you know Ravens are pretty good on on that side of the pit field. Um, Rams have a well, it says twenty three hours ago have released Bobby Wagner. Yeah, I saw that last night. We were in the pub after training, having a few pints, and that came up. So that was a good conversation. Um, it's it, what. Just not. I just feel sorry for Bobby Wagner. He thought yeah. he was going to a contender, didn't it? Um, it's just not worked out for him. Um, so yeah, we'll see where he lands. He's he's gonna go land somewhere that maybe has a shot. Someone's gonna pick pick him up, aren't they? Yeah, I can see him going to the Bills. Don't ask me why. I I, I don't know whether it's Von Miller went over there after they'd run out of money for him, or whether that kind of that that situation. But I just, I think he becomes a bill. Well, that's, uh, listen, if, if, they, if they can afford to pay him, because they've yeah. got a running back as well, don't forget. Yeah. Um, so it's like, what, he's, he's looking at five mil a year for Wagner. Um, yeah. I wonder what the bill's cap space is. I don't, I'm not sure how it is. Um, I don't know. I don't know how much space they've got, you know. Um, I'm not sure either, but yeah. It is a I'm good not... shout, like, considering, that, like you said, the Von Miller thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, yeah, that's definitely a place, but I think they're over the cap, you know. I do. I think they're over the cap, the Bills, for next year. So I'm not sure anybody's going to be going there. I think they might trade Gabe Davis away. Um you know they're gonna have to they're gonna have to trade. Saying that Diggs was kicking off on it on the sideline. Yeah. Um, so some, I mean, everyone's gonna be in for Diggs. That that's that's another one that could go up. I'm not sure. I figured they get keep Diggs, get rid of Davis. They've got to get rid of Singletary. Um, 
Yeah, so I, I I don't know. I I just don't think they've got the cap, bro, to do it. It'd be a great move. It'd be a fantastic move, definitely. But they need someone who's got some who can pay him. Yeah, who can yeah. Pay him who's got a need at Mike linebacker, and that and that's the big thing for these elite guys. And it's also a case of like who can pay him and who is a contender. So, mm. I mean, for me, I wonder. Do you know what? I'm just gonna check up. I think. The Eagles have got cap space. I think the Eagles have got cap space. Mm. Um, That'd be interesting. That would be yeah, interesting. They do. Yeah, they do. Now, don't get me wrong. They need to get a running back as well because they're yeah. let, letting um, what's his face go. Sanders is going. Um, so if they've got ten million cap space, they need to pay Bobby Wagner five. Let's say it's for his current contract. But let's say they need to pay him five. That's that's that to me makes a lot of sense considering their linebackers are shite. Yeah. So that 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 to me, in fact, that in, just thinking about it now, that makes incredible sense. Bobby Wagner yeah. going to the fucking Eagles. All right, you heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, don't don't quote me on that and don't take bets on it, like. But you know, <laughs> this, this makes fucking sense, right? I've just put my life savings on it. Yeah. Right, well, ten percent if you win, and if it and if it doesn't win, then I'm out of here, mate. I'm gone. What's ten percent of two pence? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but no, no, I absolutely love that. No, it's, I, it's good chatting, good chatting. I love this. I love this. I love this. Um, fantastic. Where are we sitting? We're sitting in an hour. Is there anything else, uh, Ravens, or anything like that you want to talk about? No. Smith, any I'm questions? Good. I'm I'm good, man. I've I've been really I've been really fucking. It's been really good, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy, man. I'm happy. We've quite flowed quite nicely, right? I think so. I think so, definitely. See, my only thing that I had, which was a, it was just a, meant to be a stupid question, but I thought I, it was good to speak to you about, obviously, um, <clears throat> with uh, Uniball and you know the club and mm-hmm. everything like that. Um, was a question that was asked on the uh, New Heights podcast about. Basically, do you think the average the average person could gain one yard in running play, you know, against an an actual NFL team? No. Oh, hang on. What's their offensive line? See, they didn't specify at all. Yeah, that's I think the that's, that's the main thing, isn't it? That, you know, the the Eagles. Uh, managed to do the QB sneak every single time in the Super Bowl because they had an excellent offensive line. Yeah. You give me that Eagles offensive line, I can get a yard. That, that's the thing, isn't it? And that, that you put the Eagles, the Chiefs, the Browns, the Browns all lines fucking mint. Um, yeah. You know, there's, there's so many good offensive line. Dallas' offensive line was fucking phenomenal back in the last year. Um, yeah. That, so if you put me behind them, are you say, are you saying can I get one yard? Fucking. Following Lane Johnson on a pull, yeah, I think I can get one yard. But it's asking me, can I? If you put, if you put, I'll t- I t- I tell you about this actually. So one of, so what our centre, our starting centre, Jack Sharples, um, went to the GB trials this year. He's only been playing ball two years, three years, um, and he went two years, I should say, and went to the Brit Ball trials. Um, sorry, he went to a charity game. And uh, played in a charity game, and he was smashing the guy who was playing D line against him, right? Yeah. But then they put the GB starting D lineman in against him, and he fucking levered him. He got levered by him. Do you know what I mean? Jack got absolutely levered. So the the step up in quality for us 
from yeah. Division Three to Prem is massive. So imagine yeah. from fucking here to the NFL. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. You so if you've got a start, if you've got a fucking off NFL offensive line, I'm sure they can open a hole for you to get one yard and get fucking knocked out. <laughs> well, I think that the main thing, the main reason they asked it is because they they were going off like the like average stats of. So, for example. Uh, average uh, like height of a UK male is five nine. Weight yeah. is one hundred and eighty eight pounds, yeah. uh, which is about thirteen point uh, four stone. But the average defensive NFL player is six two and two hundred and forty five pounds. Yeesh. Yeah, and that I, is... I actually looked at the, the highest recorded uh, lineman was um, four hundred and ten pounds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think you're making it against him. Exactly. I can't remember who it was. Um, I, think, I think there might have been an Eagles player. It's a tackle in it. It's a big guy. Um, it's, uh, what's his name? Oh, God knows. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know his name. He's a big guy. I, know, I think I know who you mean. Um, uh, oh, it's fucking Raven. It's fucking Daniel. It's um the New Zealand bloke, uh, Felala. He's like six nine, four hundred. Uh, he's fucking massive. I have three eighty pounds. That's current anyway. That's current NFL offensive lineman. Like he's fucking six nine, three hundred eighty pounds. Um, yeah, guy's a fucking monster. There you go. There you go. Good, good knowledge there. That's awesome. Oh, so. I think the stat was from a, a former Dallas Cowboys offensive lineman, Nate yeah. Newton, who was uh, 410 pounds oh, really? in the 80s and 90s. All right. There you yeah. go. That's cool. That's very cool. But no, I do, in against them, no, I do not. If I have a Brit ball O line, but if it's an <laughs> NFL O line, I might get one, maybe, maybe inches, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I can go one foot backwards. <laughs> Honestly, like when when we we played our first ever game, um, and it was like an eight aside game. We played against a team called Midland Storm. We were like another eight aside team, you know. And it's actually funny because that's half. They were just guys from Shropshire Rev who were who who were playing this year in in a league game who wanted to play like in the winter. Um, and I like when when we first started, I was taking the snaps. Um, and I got sacked six times that day, and oh my god, that hurts! Oh my god, I, like it's got absolutely wiped out because we had complete rookies on the O line. It was yeah. oh my god, that was a tough day. Yeah. I got I'm, I'm fucking, I had to sit in the car driving all the way back up the M6 from fucking what's it called? I can't remember. I can't remember which car I drive past it all the time, and I get flashbacks every time I drive past it. Um, and when I got out of the car, oh my god! When I got back to Tilsley, I was like, I cannot fucking move. <laughs> Talk about getting. I got knocked backwards a lot. Then I got knocked backwards, not one yard. Fucking hell! Oh god, yeah. that was tough, man. Very oh, tough, mate. Six sacks. Fucking hell! Felt like, like Derek Carr week one last year. <laughs> or Joe Burrow most of these games. Yeah, yeah exactly. Joey B. Yeah, he gets it. He gets it. What what do you think of the Derek Carr situation? Because I I think you oh. guys are discussing it during the uh, Super Bowl. Uh, I don't know what it actually led to. Yeah, mate. Honestly, I'm I'm a fucking Derek Carr guy. Anyway, um, I think that what I've seen him do, uh, what I love about Derek Carr is at the line of scrimmage. I think he's one of the best quarterbacks at identifying coverage. I feel like he was fucked 
he got fucked by the owner. He got fucked by the fucking um, coach. Um, the play calling was shocking. I mean, we did, on, on my podcast, when I did the Inside Zone podcast... Um, oh, yeah, there was someone else we should plug. Yeah, it's fine, it's fine, dude, it's fine. When I, when I did that, we, we, like, week three in, week four in, and I'm like, just fucking give it to Jacobs. They're not, and they're not chucking it outside to Josh Jacobs. And, and, and he ends up with fucking 1,500 yards once he starts. And I'm not saying they were listening to me at all. Because, again, like, Derek DeCosta should, maybe the fucking Raiders should as well. Yeah. But, um, and they, they, t- they started tossing it outside. And then all of a sudden, Josh Jacobs goes for 1,500 yards. And it's like, and you've got no offensive line, and and they had no they had no fucking Darren Waller after season, no offensive line. I just think Derek Carr was hung out to dry. I do. He's hung out to dry. Um, I can't so, help yeah. but agree with that. Yeah, no, and say it's hard to watch a guy who was an out and out raider. Like he literally, as soon as he got into that franchise, as soon as he got his foot in the door. You could tell he, you know, he bled black and silver sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and it's hard to watch that sort of guy just be thrown to the wayside, you know, after, you know, his best friend uh, from Fresno State comes in and they start looking good together. Just as that starts to happen, they're like, nah, fuck this guy. You know, let's bring in Jared Stidham um, and go from there. And I just, I don't know. I just, I can't. It, yeah, it, it I, I think that was one of the biggest slaps in the face ever of completely fucking over this guy all year and before that getting one of his best mates to come to the club because they're like I think rated the number one wide receiver in the NFL at the moment mm-hmm. and so then before, going alright we've got what we want now we can fuck uh, you off Smith, I love fucking I love Tay Adams but Aaron Rodgers can make anybody look like the one receiver <laughs> you know? he couldn't this year he couldn't this year well, no, maybe not. But well, I when Watson game. caught it, he kind of did. Yeah, if Watson that opening drive on the opening game of the season, if Watson catches that deep ball, then it's a different story, and the Packers have a different season. But see, I just anyway. don't think they do. Um, I, we're not talking Packers at the moment. I, I you know, no. but I say I just don't. I think there was none of Rogers's usual playing cards in that season. His deep balls were terrible and inaccurate. He couldn't get a dump off pass you know settled he just couldn't decide what he was doing on offense but yeah uh, that, that, that's my take on him this year um but yeah i'm i'm hoping that car will land somewhere decent and be able to make a good run of things um and i say there are a couple of good franchises that he can go to if he goes to the jets the raiders will regret that if he goes oh, to the, jets, the raiders will regret that because they'll go straight to the playoffs with what they've got there yeah yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I am. I've, yeah, Derek Carr was a bit was treated a bit shit, but I think it's going to work out for Derek Carr. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I say like he's he'll he'll now be playing with that chip on his shoulder sort of thing. He'll you know especially if whoever he ends up with gets a matchup against the Raiders, you know that 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 Raiders team needs to fear for themselves because he'll come out absolutely balling in that one. Yeah. Definitely, man. Definitely, 100%. I'm with you on that. Fantastic. Well, we're at an hour and 10. I think we call it there. Do a little bit of a wrap-up. So, why don't you plug all of your all of your, your, your socials, YouTube, your podcast you just mentioned. Plug all that now. Take it away. 
if you want to find out, you want to get into Britball, you want to get playing, get, in, get involved behind the scenes, then please contact Lee Miners AFC. We're on, we're on all social medias. Miners Football on YouTube to watch some of our game highlights. Um, also, go on Spotify, check out the Inside Zone podcast. A couple of us from the Miners talk Britball as well. Um, we like arguing with each other on that. This is a very different podcast. Um, like this, this is very, this is very nice and professional. Your guys, well, this one, I'm glad to be part of it. Ours is just three, <laughs> ours is just three people arguing with each other. It's, uh, so it's a, it's a different vibe. It's like being sat in our pub after a training session or a game. So it's very different vibe, man. So, um, but yeah, that's that's us, and I'm very grateful that you've invited us on um and then you know just just invite me back whenever you want guys i'm happy to come back on if you fancy it yeah absolutely i'd say we were all we've had kind of a weird season of trying to um of guests and whatnot and we've kind of been all over the place with the format i've been in and out um with training and this and the other so we've had a weird kind of inconsistency but i think yeah we're going to get back to some consistent regular slots of recording and try and get guests back on because some of the some of the guests we've had in the past have been super intelligent and made us look like dum-dums um, over the season as well like where we feel like we've not got much to talk about we can talk about the, the minor season yeah there if you, you do actually end up coming up to a, a match maybe we can do an in-person episode yeah, do it. We've, got, we've got the facilities to do that so why not yeah. <clears throat> Hell yeah, I'm about, I'm right, I'm starting to plan my trip then, right? So <laughs> send me your cheapest travel lodge and I'll be up. Sounds <laughs> oh. <laughs> good. Excellent, Smith, excellent. Smith's couch, man, Smith's couch isn't too far. Yeah. Well, that's true, that's true, there we go. It's covered in baby sick, but you can sleep on it. Uh, I, I have two nephews, so yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm very familiar with spit up and poo and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> but no, that's been another episode in the books of the Brick Cave Blitz. Thank you so much, dear singular listener, uh, for listening to us. Uh, just have fun and chat um, everything about football. That you know, as I say, it's been an awesome episode to get some some British football involved, and it's it's not something we can bring up as often as we want to um but yeah i've as usual i've been the unusual greg unusual underscore greg on twitter and instagram he has been smits drs underscore nine ninety four on instagram and instagram only and of course our special guest has been uh james hyam uh real hyam 17 on instagram there we go and don't forget to follow the podcast brick cave blitz on twitter and instagram uh from myself it's a go pack go from me, it's a brick game blitz. And from home, dig deep. Dig deep. There we go. Love this. Love this. <laughs>